0: Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany, welcome to the show. And wow, do I have something for you today. I have watched this woman from afar and lo and behold, we have mutual friends. Thank you, Dr. Karen Lindsay. Um that has introduced us social media, we talk about that all the time, how we connect, and it's a beautiful thing and uh she reached out to me and told me she was coming to my hometown fort worth and uh i she said yes, y'all, she said yes, she'd come on the podcast, so you are in for a treat because so many of you ask me about dating, and i'm fifty eight i I, after talking to this woman, I don't know if I will be convinced. If something happened to my husband, I would want to date again. I'm saying no, no. But everyone, I have to introduce you. I'm going to show you the cover of the book. Mom, you need to just get laid. So there you have it. Everyone, welcome to the show. We're going to call her two names, and we're going to really get into the nitty nitty gritty. But Kate. Anne. So Kate and Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I am
1: delighted to be here and I love being back in Fort Worth. So thank you for the invitation.
0: You are so welcome. So, all right, let's talk about this. So I am, so let's back up. This is your book, Hysterical. Everyone, you have to read this book and the many men, are they, is that their name? 15 men. Yes.
1: 15 song titles. 15 chapters, 15 clues, and they're all true stories. And this is the group that made the book. There Uh was a whole other group that never got into the book. Didn't
0: make the cut? Didn't make the cut. Wait, I'm (laughs) going to call her. Y'all, her pen name is Kate Somerset. And that's how I've known her. Um, Her name is Anne Loudon. So you may know her from Fort Worth. And um, she moved to New York six years ago. And tell me, tell me, we're going to get into the the nitty gritty of the book. You went through a divorce that was public.
1: Right. Exactly. Married 24 years in Fort Worth. And in those years, really got involved in the community and had a wonderful experience. But when the marriage ended, I thought, do I stay in Fort Worth or do I do something harder and more challenging, but where I wouldn't necessarily know what the script was going to be? Because had I stayed in Fort Worth, I think i Could have pictured what my life might have been like after being married and being in a prominent marriage. Mm -hmm. So I bit the bullet and I left the work that I had done for thirty years at TCU, Mm -hmm. which was my home school as well. Mm -hmm. Go
0: Frogs! We're gonna both roll up our sign here, exactly. (laughs) And
1: I decided I'd start my own company, and so I moved to New York and started over again. And I never intended to date Tiffany, and that was really not part of it at all. And then I started and that became the journey for you to have that book in your hand. That
0: book. Okay. How in the world and did you come up with the name, Mom, you just need to get laid? well so that is obviously written
1: in third person so that would suggest that my child said Mm
0: -hmm. mom
1: you just need to get laid yes and the way she said it to me was when I was still living in Fort Worth and I was separated and she and I were kind of rattling around the house and fighting like mothers and daughters I know you have a daughter I don't Mm -hmm. know if you ever had a tussle Mm -hmm. but my daughter and I were like oil and water when she was a teenager not so much anymore Mm -hmm. and at that time it was really tough because she didn't know what was going to happen next and I didn't know what was going to happen next and so there was all that friction Mm -hmm. and she had brought a group of friends home To celebrate at one in the morning with In-N-Out hamburgers. And they took over my computer chair in the kitchen when I was working. And so I had to urge her out of the chair. And I kept saying, Honey, I need to finish this project. And she said, Mom, you're so bossy. Why are you always telling me what to do? You know, you don't have a life. All you do is ever work. You, You know, you need to figure this out. And I said, Well, no matter what I do, you need to get out of the chair and take your friends to your room. And as she did, she turned around and looked at me with her entourage. And she said, Mom, you know what? You just need to get laid. What? And that's what I said. What? <laughs> and so I turned back around. She turned around and she said, you know, that's it. You just need to find some joy in your life. That was her interpretation of what joy would look like, you know, getting laid, I uh, suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she also said the thing that switched the conversation, which was, you know, you need to, f- to find somebody to love you before you get too old. <gasps>
0: Oh, oh! So, wait, wait, wait! She, how old was your daughter when she presented she was 18 you this? When Eighteen. She said okay,
1: that. there it is. And in some ways, she's an old soul. In other ways, yeah. she's a typical teenager. But then there was this continued banter back and forth, and I couldn't imagine. In that moment, I was horrified. I mean, the thought of an intimate relationship when I wasn't even thinking about dating and I hadn't dated in thirty years. I couldn't even picture this. And no. so she says this toss off phrase to me and she won't leave the kitchen. And I said, Okay, look, you're 18. By the time you're twenty one I'll get that done, okay? <laughs> and so we did a high five and oh,
0: she left. And that was that that's that's the beginning of the book. That was Well it. and I
1: wasn't still that wasn't was planning. Book, but- I still wasn't planning to date. That was the that's intro right. in the book. That explains the title. That
0: explains the title. but okay. then
1: I got to New York and uh, very focused on my work. And within about three months, I thought, you know, I don't know this city, 8 million people. If I could build community, maybe one way to do it is through dating. So in the Texas, you'll understand this, you know, in Texas, we go big, right? (laughs) So I said, instead of joining one dating site, one online dating site, how about five? Would five work out? So that's what I did. And it was like drinking from a fire hose. The first week I had eight dates in seven days. Ah. And I thought, this is going to be a blast. Part of it is really fun. Mm -hmm. And part of it is really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so it was sometime after that. 18 months later I was with some girlfriends at brunch in the city and they said your stories are hilarious you need to write a book yes. and that was the beginning of my thinking about writing a book
0: wow amazing and hysterical hysterical you guys you've got to read this you know I'm going to Mexico in a couple of weeks and I'm going to dive in deeper good I'd
1: <laughs> love to hear you can text me about every man ask every oh, yeah. question I'll answer
0: it Maybe. I can't wait to hear this no why did you select, because you're so involved and integrated into the Fort Worth community and TCU, R school, why New York? That, sounds, that just sounds frightening to
1: me. It, it, it was frightening. It was a big leap. But my decision was based partially on professional circumstances. I knew when I left an organization, if I was going to start a company to work with nonprofits, it needed to go where the nonprofits were. And New York is the largest city with the largest number of nonprofits. And so that was the logical reason that maybe that's a place that I could set up the business successfully. But I also love theater. And my daughter had been in do- boarding school outside of New York. So I spent a lot of time in New York and I'd gone there as a tourist. And even when I was a teenager, I lived with a family in New York for a month because I did a performance with a group at Carnegie Hall. Wow! And so I fell in love with New York at that point and huh. thought if I could ever live in this city, I don't even know for how long I would figure it out. And that's what I did.
0: Wow, okay. All of these men, that is real men. These are right? all real men. Real dates
1: real dates, real stories. And as I said, they didn't all make the book. I've had several who've realized now that I've come out of the closet as being the author of the book, who have then bought a copy and said, but I'm not in the book. I mean, they've texted me and said- You're kidding. No, I'm serious. And one person I said, jokingly, but sort of seriously, you know, Bob, you're just not that interesting. (laughs) And so if, if in fact, there had been enough content yeah. that I could have built a chapter around him, yes. I, I would have.
0: I mean, in every loss of life you dated, I mean.
1: Well, I didn't I, say no very often because didn't. my attitude was. You know, I'll never know about what a train conductor does. You yes. know, I'll never know what a sailor does. Um, you know, I, th- these were the kinds of people I wouldn't have met in Fort Worth for certain. Mm-hmm. And dating in Fort Worth after a divorce, let's be frank, that wouldn't have been an easy situation. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I didn't think I would. But nevertheless, I, I would have shut that door. I'm glad I didn't. Oh, I'm glad yeah. I had the opportunities that I did.
0: I mean, OK, I have to ask, Did is there... Someone from the book that's still in your life like, oh, I hate you know can't that, say I,
1: that I, you know I Kate never kisses and tells so <laughs> but if you're asking Anne that question, that's a different question. and what I say to people is, you know you could look on my social media. there might be a clue there
0: <gasps> that's true yeah. everybody you have to go yeah. to her social media her personal one, not right. the book, but Anne La- Loudon, Anne and you can see. If any of them if may be You can cut. see if you can see a, a man there with
1: me in some oh pictures. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's
0: exciting. That's exciting. Okay. What was the process in writing? I have written three books and cookbooks. Different process, totally. And so I, what is the process? I mean, what was your, how did you, birth this book?
1: What a great question. The process is harder for writing under a pen name than for writing in a straightforward fashion and you're attaching your name, your brand, your reputation to it. So the first answer to the question is this book was done in a very unconventional way. Remember I said I didn't really think I was going to ever date and then I didn't mm-hmm. really think I was going to write a book about dating. And when I was challenged to do it, I loved dares, and I usually try to accept them somehow. So I first drafted one story and shared it with some friends. It was for the modern love column in the New York Times. Okay. It didn't get chosen, but the the tone of it and the style of it was such that people who read it loved it and said, okay, if you can write a whole book like this, it's going to be amazing. So the way I wrote it, was that on Sunday afternoons, I dictated a man a chapter. So every one of these 15 chapters was done on 15 Sundays. And that's not to say that I didn't go back and revise and spend more time on that chapter, but I didn't type this book on my phone. I dictated the book, Mm. which is almost an impossible thing. I look back on, I think, how did I do that? But it was because I was trying to create these conversational stories and I was building them from text chains. So I used two phones. I had one phone that had all the text chains saved in it and my other phone that I was dictating to. And I put it together that way. And it was somewhat cohesive. Obviously, I had to do some serious edits when I got it onto the computer. But that was the process. Now, the Kate Somerset name is even harder. So I'm writing in a pen name. I decided I'm going to do this. And I think, okay, well, what should my name be? And I thought, okay, I need a name that sounds like it's got gravitas and personality and might have, this person might have written other books, perhaps, because it needs to be that kind of aura. Mm-hmm. My middle name is Catherine, and I love the name Kate. So that was a good first syllable, good sound. And then I wanted the alliteration of a last name that had a T in it. I lived in the building, the Somerset. So my pen name became Kate Somerset.
0: Isn't that amazing? And you hid that since you, the book 2021.
1: That's right. For two years. And I had to create an avatar for my face that had to be designed. And I had a designer in Boston that I loved she did all the illustrations in the book she did the book cover and she did my avatar and she'd never done an avatar before i didn't know anything other than an animated face character and so i went into the cbs at the corner of 71st and first in manhattan on the upper east side where my apartment buildings and i looked at the Clairol hair color boxes and took 15 photos of 15 hairstyles with people's faces in them obviously and said okay this is what i like about this person's eyes this person's expression this is what we need to get to and so that's how we over a number of iterations drew
0: kate's face oh my gosh so if okay if you're watching us on youtube um, here is the cover of the book. I'm assuming that's you sitting, sitting that's here. That's me sitting
1: on the words. I'm going to turn this over. Drawing, Here's yes. the
0: avatar of of um, Anne Kate. And uh, I keep saying that, but there she is. Um, and when I saw that and I went to your website, I was like, hmm, kind of looks like her. But kind of you know what I mean? But I mean, so does a lot yes. of other people like that. Exactly. So, so why did you come out? Well, Valentine's Day, this Valentine's year, Day. a month ago. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: right. Well, I when I used the pen name, I, I did it for three reasons. The first was I thought I could write better in third person as Kate talking about these men at arm's length. It just gave me some flexibility as a writer to be able to do that more effectively. I also wanted to convince anybody that was stuck either in a transition in life or as a single person wondering if they could ever date again in midlife, because that's darn scary, that they could. And I, my phrase was, anybody can be Kate Somerset. It's a lot harder to say, anybody can be Anne Loud. That sounds really goofy. So that gave me the ability to be able to say that, to to use that phrase. And then I'm also working on a book about leaders, connectors and that was going to be under my name and i how confusing is that to have one book about leadership and another book about dating there's maybe a little bit of schizophrenia going on but of course there has been with me living as kate all these you know months Mm -hmm. so the word was getting out that i was kate because although you pledge people to secrecy People love to tell secrets. Oh, and in Fort Worth, <laughs> I found out that the few people that knew meant a whole lot of people knew, and then a lot more people knew. And so I thought I better control the narrative, yeah. because what I want people to know is not that Anne Loudon left Fort Worth and dated a bunch of people and wrote about it. Mm-hmm. I want them to know that I wanted to share my story because I want to encourage other people to be resilient.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. really what the lesson of the book is,
0: right? You know. Um, A lot of, we've done several dating, dating through the decades, dating um, with Fort Worth Magazine and I did, I mean, at 360 Magazine, we did a dating series and um, it's difficult in your 40s, I know, and here I, I did, I dated, I met Greg in my 40s and it was, I swore I'd never get married again. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Are you kidding me? Yes. But, you know, I'm sure you... Have heard this multiple times, and you are living it. Were you? What was your anxiety about dating? Did you have anxiety? I mean, oh, absolutely. My first thought truly
1: was, will anybody find me attractive? For sure. That's the first thing you think about, because as an adult, you don't have the same advantages as a, you know, sort of a younger, naive person. You've lived a lot of life. Your story's complicated. And part of what you offer to someone else in a relationship or even, a you know, dating experience is your story. And so and there's a lot you have to be able to share in a way that's compelling. So I thought, am I going to be attractive? I don't mean just physically, mm-hmm. but. Just me. You know, yes. Who I am, you know, what I believe in, my values. Is this going to be a match of interest to somebody else? So that was the first bit of anxiety. The second is going to sound superficial, but you you and I both love clothes. <laughs> and so it was this, okay, what am I gonna wear on a date? Right. You know, what do I know how to flirt? What am I gonna say on a date? One of my favorite Amazon reviews of this book was that somebody said that I taught them how to flirt. And so I love that because mm-hmm. I didn't know I knew how, but apparently I must. <laughs> and so awesome. there was that anxiety. Yeah. And then I also worried about the title of the book suggests mm-hmm. that there's a lot more racy content than there really is. It's PG. And I tell readers, use your imagination. Right. I'm not going to feed it all to you. Mm-hmm. Just use your imagination. But I did worry, okay, what is it going to be like to transition from being married, divorced, alone and thinking that could there be some romance in my life? And what would that look like? And would I be comfortable? How would that work? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of anxiety around that. And the other part is just as my daughter said, you need to find somebody to love you before you're too old. There's this notion that women of a certain age aren't attractive, aren't lovable, aren't appealing. And I wanted to debunk that. Mm I had I dated men that were older and younger, and the same age as I am, uh, but I, I never revealed my age because that was, you know, I didn't go there. But I had men that would say to me, "I am so glad that you've lived the life you've lived because you bring so much wisdom to our conversation." Rather than you know, the the thought is men want somebody that that are, would be twenty years younger. Sure, and yes, there are those men, but there are an awful lot of men that aren't in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I oh, so. love discovering that.
0: I, that is so cool because that's what people think. I have had women on the show in their 40s that are banging their head against the wall because they're too old or they'll go out or they're, you know, they're on a dating app and they're just, they're bypassed. And, and I agree. And the reason I started this podcast was I have had success in my life and I've had failures. I've learned more from my failures that I could, and I have had therapists on the show, stop saying failures. That's what they were people. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to share my wisdom And all of the things that have gone on in my life and uh, being transparent and it's difficult. I mean, it is.
1: It is. And you're vulnerable. That's the other part of telling a story Mm. like this. Mm. My revealing how I responded to and related to 15 people I'd never known in my life, you know, that's a lot of vulnerability to share. But I think if you bring your authentic self into relationships, people can spot it. And and it's, it's a good exercise for us to really dig down deep and find out who we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Thinking of dating fifteen men is exhausting to me. <laughs> what was the time span over this? this About two years. About two. Yeah. Okay, that's better.
1: <laughs> and, and, and and I will say that some of the chapters, some of the fifteen men in the book, represent one date, right? And some of them represent uh, more than one or multiple dates, and even maybe the start of a relationship or something. Some of the stories are uh, romantic. Some are sad. Some are funny. Some are gosh, but. Two ships passing in the night. We just weren't in the right place at the right time for each other. Mm-hmm. There's those kinds of stories. Uh, there's it, There's a lot of fun in the book.
0: There is a lot of fun in the book. Y'all, you have to. You absolutely have to get this book and read it. We're going to give you information where you can find it. What do you want readers, men and women, I mean, in every age, can enjoy this book? Our daughters that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s what do you want them to take away with this book? Like, what, what's your message? My message
1: is believe in yourself. You can do so much more than you think you can if you put yourself to the test. This is really a book for people that are stuck, that do not believe in themselves, that do not see any other version of themselves, but the one that they have in that moment. And that's where we get that's how we end our lives not in terms of end our lives in the days we're living but in the attitude we bring to thinking about the future if we can think of the future as as big an adventure as we might have thought of it when we were in our teens or in our 20s because we don't stop living really until the day we die you can shut it down if you want to early but then What have you gained? Mm -hmm. I I feel like there's so much more out there. Like, this is fantastic. I get to meet you. I've been, you know, I've known about you and what you've done for the longest
0: time. And this moment wouldn't have happened if I hadn't written that book. I know. So that's fun too. It is. It is happenstance too. Anne and I were talking at the beginning of the show before we started the show. And um, we were talking how we know each other and our paths crossing. And you shared, we met. How, a long
1: time ago oh, we met in a dressing
0: room y'all listen <laughs> <laughs> well i'm trying
1: i still have been racking my brain what was what the store room? the clothing store but we were each trying on something in our respective dressing rooms and came out in the center and i think we we're asking each other how we looked and whatever we were thinking about buying. right <laughs> and that's such a a, a girl thing to do is of course it? of course. And then we compare the TCU notes and yes. we were thinking about how we who we knew and all of that. Yeah. That's always fun.
0: And you know, you meet people along the way but then you come back together, you know, just like in your book with dating you, it may not be the right time. And when you and I met, we had different lives at the time. Very, you know, the same, Absolutely. same city, everything yeah. philanthropic and working. But it's interesting now we've come back and y'all we're going out for a, for a glass of wine or so tonight. So <laughs> yes, we and, are. Which we are. But um, what did you learn, Anne, about yourself in this book? Like what did you discover something that you just didn't know or? Well, you know, one of the things that was really a lesson
1: that was an epiphany for me is that I was lovable. I didn't really know that until I heard it from some of these 15 men, not in those words necessarily. I mean, I did hear those words, but that was so empowering for me to be able to see myself reflected in new relationships, new friendships. I knew that in terms of my work, that I had been successful here in this community and was very grateful for uh, all the opportunities I had to be engaged and involved, but I, I didn't know about on the personal side, if I was really someone that could be loved. Wow. And so I learned that I can, and that that was an amazing gift to me.
0: Did you think that you you Did you really think that you had you convinced yourself you could not or you just weren't sure?
1: I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all need affirmations in oh. our lives. And I got so much affirmation from being in New York and meeting people that were new to me and that could share a perspective that maybe I hadn't heard. And I really loved that. That made me feel whole. Hmm. And so that was a that was something that I learned about myself. I also learned I must have endless curiosity about people because I never got bored with this dating exercise. Even when I knew in the first ten minutes that the person was someone that I wouldn't go out with again, right. I still enjoyed getting to know them. Yes, there's a chapter in the book called "Cupido the Conductor." Every man's name is made up. Yes, I uh, was and, to, ask but, wanted to ask you. that. Yes, but not not their what they did for uh-huh. a living. And so I met this train conductor online, who was effusive in his text communication to me. Fifteen exclamation points, you know, lots and lots of questions that just were a little off. And I, had, I had decided I wasn't necessarily going to go out with him. And I thought, you know, what a snob! You can go out with a train conductor. What's wrong with you? So I did, and and, and there was great joy in learning about. How the trains run in New York City. He took me to the bowels of Penn Station what? to show me the secret staff bathroom. I'm probably the only person in Fort Worth that knows where that bathroom is in Penn Station. <laughs> but I got introduced to all of the the conductors and engineers. I got to see the workings of how <laughs> Penn Station works. You know, those are the kinds of things right. that you don't get to ha- if you don't if you don't take a chance on somebody else. Right. Now that wouldn't have been a relationship that would have would have worked, mm-hmm. right? But I'm glad I said yes. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I went.
0: You know, um dating apps. I uh Greg and I have been mar- married twelve but fifteen probably together. And uh before Greg, I was hyperdating. I really was. And and I I just like, let's go, let's go. I was at that phase of my life, I'm gonna have a date. And I went on a dating app. And um I I had the attitude you have. I loved it did I meet one man I wanted to marry? No, I did not. But I met the nicest men, the most fabulous men, you know, just, it wasn't our time or anything, but I really did enjoy that, you know? And and it's so, so people that, um, I know it's different now. It's, it's the, the act it was online for, I mean, I was on the computer, Right, right. it wasn't an app, but, um, I I just was telling my daughter, I mean, she gets very discouraged now because dating is just not what it was when you and I were at younger all. It's at all.
1: very transactional right? in many ways.
0: Yeah. And it's a text. And so I'm asking her, so have you met this guy? She goes, nope, just talking, just talking through text. You've never met this guy. I mean, so then they go and I said, you spent all this time and not just her, all this time communicating via text right. when- when you go the first time, when I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. It, it's true.
1: Yeah, I, I would always find a way to move from text to a personal visit a telephone call, a visit, because I didn't want to waste the time texting. Although if I hadn't had all the texts that I had, I couldn't have built the book because they come from real conversations. I didn't make any of the conversations up in the book. Mm -mm. They're exactly what was said either by me or the other person.
0: That's amazing. So my point is, and of course I'm not dating, but I think there's a benefit to dating apps and dating uh, uh, dating online dating whatever you call it. I don't even know because I'm not dating, <laughs> but um, I do think there's a benefit, and then you can make, meet fabulous, fabulous people. Obviously, all the people: Anthony Anderson, the actor. Y'all listen, Levi, the lawyer. Saul, the sailor. Yes. Nick, the neighbor. Yikes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was yes that he was two doors from me in my building in New York. Oh my totally goodness.
0: Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. So great. So great. So and. Are you a full-time author or do you have No, I'm not a full-time job. author. Okay. I have my
1: work is in nonprofit mm-hmm. fundraising consulting. Yes. A long mouthful. Yes. So I love the chance to work with nonprofits that whose missions are very different from one, from one another and to help their staff and their volunteers succeed. There's so many great causes and I know you're involved in so many causes Mm -hmm. as well. And I think that's where we have our biggest impact. That's where our lives can be the most meaningful.
0: I agree. Y'all yesterday or a couple of days ago and uh, came by my home and and there was a lot of flurry going on because we were hosting a JDRF fundraiser, a donor cocktail party. And uh, she knew what we were doing. I knew
1: exactly. (laughs) I saw that sprucing up outside and I said, I recognize what this looks like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Caterers (laughs) coming in and out. So yes, yes. So uh, we have that passion of fill up. philanthropy. I'm sorry. I couldn't even spit it out, but we do. We both, we share that. And that's just so wonderful Wonderful because this is what has to be done in the world too.
1: I mean, absolutely. That's how we build our legacy, I think is finding a way to give back.
0: Absolutely. Give back 1000%. Okay. So this book, y'all, I'm so excited about it. It's just so neat to bring you to, on the show, because my goal is to help people, always help people. And, you know, with this, this is fun. This is fun. We are not, you know, we're not curing heart disease or anything like that, but this is fun and I appreciate it. And I appreciate where you, you've because I've been through a couple of divorces and they stung, they do. And I, and you want people to know there's life beyond divorce. I absolutely do. And there is. There is. definitely is. There is. There is. Where can we find and get this book?
1: Well, the book is on Amazon and you can get a print book, multiple print books for your friends, your family, everybody that you know, and they don't have to be single. It's also an ebook if you prefer that. And then on Audible for the audio book. And I have to give a shout out to my audio book narrator. Her name is Laura Patinkin. She's a New York actress. Her cousin is Mandy Patinkin, and lots and lots of people are Mandy Patinkin fans, and Laura and I have become great friends since she narrated the book, and she's even captured my voice, which is amazing. I have loved that, because it, it couldn't be me since it was a pen name, so I'm delighted that she was the one who did it.
0: Well, great. We're going to link the book in the show notes, and I'm going to have this on my Instagram feed as well. Um, we can find you, Kate Somerset yes. is, is your Instagram. Exactly. and. Uh, Facebook Kate Somerset author again. We'll link all this, and of course, we're, y'all go to Ann's Loudon Ann's Instagram and see. Do who, some sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> who made the cut for sure? Do you miss Fort Worth?
1: I do miss Fort Worth, but you know, luckily for me, I have some clients here now, oh, good. and so I'm coming back at least for the short term, about once a month.
0: How so isn't that great?
1: My hairdresser here. And I have reconnected because I get to be more consistent and I didn't have that opportunity before. But you love New York. Yes. Who doesn't love New York, Mm -hmm. right? I I think New York is fabulous, but Fort Worth is really always going to be my home in many ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to get to be back here. Well, thank you so much for being
0: here. I'm just look forward to, to, to doing more things with you and talking to you more. And what a great friendship already thank
1: you for the invitation
0: absolutely y'all make sure you go over to um go over to youtube because we're on there and we are doing wonderful things not just this podcast but so much more but follow me on there and please let us know what you want to hear and rate and review subscribe do all the things for sure and uh follow along everyone and everyone have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous